0: And now here's your resource queen Alex Litwack. Welcome. With me today is Tony Macri Reiner. She is a certified professional hypnotist and she is a certified faster EFT practitioner that she has done for over 10 years and EFT stands for Emotionally Focused Transformation. Welcome Tony. Hi. Well, I had a session with you and you taught me fast emotionally focused transformation it has changed my life
1: that's awesome i always like to hear that
0: it is a tool that i didn't have in my toolbox will you just describe the longer version
1: so i have used eft previously before i learned the faster version gary craig is the one who's usually credited with bringing that to the forefront but there are parts and pieces of that that go back even further a friend of mine said you know there's this guy and i've been watching his youtube videos his name's robert smith and he has kind of changed the the tapping around a little bit and it's really good you should check it out and i started using it and it's like oh my gosh this works faster it's easier to do because often what i notice with clients i'm really into teaching people to techniques things to help them that they can help themselves and i noticed that um their eyes would kind of glaze over (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot to do in if you follow the full protocol there's a karate chop which is the setup which you can still do in faster tapping i don't use it but um, there's facial points which are for your organs and then there's some other body points and if you do the full thing there's tapping on your fingers there's a think maybe a humming part of it it takes some time it does
0: it's a much longer version and you're right I, i i just stopped doing it yeah it took too much time
1: there's really a basic belief difference if i'm not mistaken in it and that's part of the first of the training with robert is that eft believes that you are your energy is stuck when you go through something you just get stuck and I've even heard it described, and don't quote me on this because it might not be right. What do you mean, don't quote me? Well, I know, I'm on, <laughs> <laughs> forget that I said that. Um, that your energy is actually reversed. So Robert just thought, well, I don't understand that. Faster EFT, which he, his is his emotionally focused transformation. The EFT stands for something a little differently. It is that you're doing things perfectly. The way the problem that you're having, you're doing it really well based on what you've stored in your unconscious. And so it's just that your brain is, is working the way it's supposed to. And so when you tap, it basically redirects those neurons someplace else. Let's discuss
0: your brain working the way it's supposed to. What does that yeah, mean? You
1: know, the brain is so fascinating. And start and talk about the conscious and unconscious first, because I think that's where we need to go. So, you know, if I held my hand up, palm up, on one side of it is everything you're conscious of, what, you know, what I'm looking at, what I'm aware of right in this moment. You know, we make decisions, see things. The other part of that is all your bodily functions and your unconscious takes care of that all your memories your long-term memory your emotions and that's 97 percent of how your brain functions it's like that iceberg it's a very typical picture you know you can see the little tip of the iceberg but really the biggest part of it is underneath
0: i like that visual of the iceberg
1: so we delve into our unconscious a really great example is when you watch a movie When you focus, a couple things that are needed for trance, which is where you're tapping your unconscious, is when you narrow your focus to something. When you're in a situation that that you really need to focus on, your focus narrows. It doesn't expand everything that's around it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. When you have a problem, you're like, whoa, this is what I'm focusing on. And so you go into a movie theater, you narrow your focus to the screen, and then... As the movie starts, if it's a good movie, you are drawn into it and you start believing as if it's real. If you saw the movie as a director, straight from your conscious mind of everything you're just noticing, you'd never be able to enjoy the movie because you wouldn't be accessing your emotions in the unconscious.
0: You have to step out of the kind of thinking where, oh, I'm uncomfortable in my chair right or how much popcorn do we have
1: yes (laughs) yes right because when you're focused on the costumes and the languaging and the music and you're buying into it the filmmakers count on you suspending disbelief, then when they want you to jump, you know, when it's a scary movie or they want you to cry, you're already doing that because you're in your emotional part of your brain. You're not in the critical, like, oh, that's not real. And, you know, she's getting paid this amount of money to do that and say that.
0: Where is the emotional part of your brain?
1: In your amygdala and your limbic system, you access the emotional part of yourself, the feelings. And all that is stored in your unconscious. So let me explain something called, it sounds like a big fancy neuro term. It's called the quantum Zeno effect. It sounds fancy, do not it? Don't? Does it makes fancy. me sound really smart <laughs> that I know what the quantum <laughs> Zeno effect is. And it's connected to this other thing called Hebb's Law. Well, Hebb's Law is a fancy thing that basically means neurons that fire together wire together. When you have a thought that is connects to another thought you have a thought it makes a little little neurotransmitter chemical goes to another neuron and it's like they're shaking hands introducing for the first time the next time that neuro second neurotransmitter is looking forward to shaking hands and it's like all the other neuro neurons behind it are like "Ooh, you're going to shake hands again okay we can't wait for that to happen so the more times that happens they become wired when you think a thought over and over again it becomes a belief It's like dating I think exactly the same thing You go on a blind date (laughs) Yeah And all your friends are behind you going Ooh, how was that date? What did he say? Are you going to go on another one? And they (laughs) they talk So there's Hebb's Law And then there's quantum Zeno effect So let me give you an example of that Say you're at the mall And somebody bumps into you You don't think anything about it Maybe they kind of knock into you a couple times And you don't think too much about it Not more than, you know, a few minutes And then it's gone those can, neurons aren't really wiring together. So say the same thing. This person bumps into you a couple times, and then they, they're also leaning into you and saying something mean, saying snide things to you. You don't even know for what reason, but you know it's a thing. And so you're thinking about it. And so then they're gone, but you think about it, and you think, oh, I should have said this, I could have said that, and you keep thinking about it. And then you tell somebody about it. Maybe you get home at night, and they say, well, how was your day? And it's like, well, it was okay until this guy, da-da-da-da-da, you're telling the story. The Quantum Zeno effect is where it's not actually about the guy bumping into you anymore. You've made it a thing in your head, in your thought pattern about all the things, how it happened, what you should have said, that just about the incident. And the guy's not even there anymore. And the
0: emotion that comes with that.
1: Yes, the emotion that comes with that attaches itself to it and it makes it stay makes it become a thing
0: Well, is it hardwired is anything in your brain hardwired and unchangeable
1: well sure the basic things of keeping you alive you know those basic systems of breathing and digestion and those kinds of things they there are studies that say that childhood trauma tends to get hardwired in But even saying that, I still believe you can make those changes. It just depends, too, on how you're trying to make those changes, how determined you are to change. Because we always hear stories of people that have gone through terrible childhoods and then they become totally functioning, successful adults. Now, that doesn't mean they aren't still carrying around a little baggage, I would imagine, but they're perfectly fine. And you hear about other people who went through things and they just take the path of maybe becoming addicted to things to soothe those emotions rather than facing what's there and working through them. It doesn't have to really be a big traumas that we go through that can cause problems for us. Say you're a little kid and you go to school for the first time, you raise your hand and you say something and people laugh at it. It was kind of funny or whatever reason you're a little bit like oh okay that made me feel funny and you go through school and different things happen you know where somebody says something to you and you take it inside and it doesn't feel good and these little things add up and then you're a little anxious you have to get up in front of the class and speak and it makes you nervous and the teacher you know maybe says something a little negative to you or somebody else does and you begin to equate that idea of Of getting up and speaking and being anxious but it's not a huge thing but then you go to maybe to college and you got to give a presentation and suddenly it's like that it becomes kind of a panic thing and then you're out in the world talking to clients or whoever whatever kind of job you have and it becomes a thing and suddenly I can't speak in front of people I could do it before and now suddenly I can't so it's kind of there's that tipping point sometimes where you go along and there's little things and then it's the big thing sounds like a kind of conditioning conditioning a pattern a habit almost everything i see clients for really in my mind is a habit of the way something happened i've thought about it i've talked about it i've experienced the emotion of it now it's manifesting in my body and but it's because it started with one thing
0: and it is so easy to allow that one thing or the first second and third thing to literally fester mm-hmm. and grow and become more pronounced. And
1: we want to talk about it and tell people about it. And, and it's one thing when I see clients and they're all also doing talk therapy, which, hey, I'm no problem with that. Sometimes getting some distance from it in that way some reframing of it, sure can help a lot, but I would say if you've been doing that and you're still being triggered, you're feeling the emotion of it, then it's really more of an an, um, unconscious problem. There's something in your unconscious that isn't feeling settled because your unconscious is there to protect you, to keep you safe, to keep you alive. And if you've gone through some things in your life that haven't been really resolved, in the unconscious it's like oh we sh- that's not safe we better keep her on high alert let's have her noticing this thing let's have her pay attention to this you can't maintain that level of stress basically long term it's not good for your body it's not good for your mental health and but your unconscious is just doing what it knows how to do which again i guess goes back to the very first thing we started with and that we're doing the best we can and that's how our our brain is is working the problem for us. It just doesn't mean that it's helpful.
0: If you're just joining us, I am in conversation with Tony Macri Reiner. We are talking about emotionally focused transformation and it's one of those sweating with the oldies kind of day. <laughs> we got a lot of noise, but we're gonna we're gonna get through this. I, I love that your unconscious is trying to help you. The problem is It doesn't always help you in the correct direction that you need to go.
1: It doesn't always have the great, great resources. I've read that your unconscious functions at about the level of a seven to nine year old. And so when you think about it, say you're out working in your garden and your kids are in the house and they know that you're hot and sweaty and that you love to drink coffee. So they're going, I'm going to help, Mom. I'm going to take her some coffee. Well, they don't know how to use the stove. They don't think to ask somebody else if there's somebody else. Um, they don't think to maybe use hot water, so they put the coffee grounds in some cold water. They stir it around, and they bring it out to you on a nice tray. Well, you're just going to take this go, well, thank you. And they turn around, and you dump it out. But that's, those were the resources that they had to work with. Oh, my God. So really, 7 to 9-year-old? Yeah, so... Oh. You know, they're, the resources that aren't always good. So, when you work with someone and they work with their unconscious, you want to help them find those resources. When was the last time you felt really good about yourself, or when did you feel really confident? Because most people, not everybody, but most people have those resources. And if you don't have them, then we work to, to build those for you.
0: Emotionally focused transformation mm-hmm. is a tool.
1: Exactly.
0: And it's a tool that anybody could learn
1: it's really one of the best tools that I found it's the first thing I teach everybody
0: yeah and I will second that emotion
1: <laughs> <laughs> an oldie but a goodie <laughs> yes it is
0: so let's let's talk through the technique okay. itself and although people are only hearing this if they would just take a moment to allow you to walk them through it and describe it I think they would get a sense of how simple it is
1: right the explanation is is actually longer than really doing the technique I usually start by telling you what the points are and the points that we're going to use are you're going to tap or touch you're going to take a couple fingers and you're going to touch or tap between your eyebrows like right between your eyebrows and tap five ten times And then the second point is at the corner of your eye, kind of the lower corner. And you're going to tap there. And then under your eye, directly on your top of your cheekbone, you're going to tap there. And then um, you're going to tap what we call your collarbone. Now, it's not on the side where you would think your collarbone would be. It's directly a few fingers under the notch in your throat.
0: So let's walk through these one more time. So when I am tapping with, my like, two fingers on to that spot between my eyebrows I feel that bone right yes right there so then I and and how long do you tap
1: in one spot it's kind of a loose thing you can tap five to ten times okay you can just keep tapping there too I've done that with clients and sometimes I will have them tap that point a little longer okay
0: and then the next point you said is at the lower corner next to your eye yes and I can feel a bone Mm -hmm. there as well Right side, left side, doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. matter.
1: You can cross over. You can tap with one hand. You can tap with two hands, like on either side. Okay. Um, if I have somebody that's really upset, I'll just have them tap with both hand, both sides. Okay. And then under your eye.
0: So, again, that's the top of your cheekbone.
1: Yes. And kind of them down from the middle of your eye.
0: Okay. And so ten times you may be doing yeah. that. And then the last point, the fourth point, mm-hmm. is above your solar plexus, not in, not in the... Not the in the v. throat, but yes. in that sort of, just below, below that it. V. Yes. And again, you tap 10 times. Then yeah. what Then what so you So
1: then, do? that isn't really the last point. You grab your wrist, either wrist, it doesn't matter, and you hold onto your wrist so you don't tap on it. What you're doing is you're tapping on the acupuncture points for your organs. It's like emotional acupuncture is a good way to think about it. So you're tapping on these points. One of the important things is when you're tapping on these points... You only focus on the tapping. Focus on the feeling of your fingers, the way it feels on your skin. That's really important, I'll tell you why in a minute. When you hold your wrist, you'll take a deep breath and a nice exhale, and then you go to a good place. And usually I have people set this up before. What's a good memory? What's a safe place for you? Have you been on a great vacation? Do you just like being somewhere out in nature? If you don't have any place, you just notice yourself sitting where you're sitting, being where you are, your feet on the floor, being very present in the moment.
0: So, when you've done tapping, then you go and you grab your wrist. Does it matter which side you Does grab? Does it matter your
1: wrist? which side? And
0: you're going to take this lovely deep breath, mm-hmm. a nice exhalation, and then do you let go of your wrist? No,
1: you hold on to your wrist. Okay. And then. Then you go to happy a good place, pl- happy place. Happy place. Yep. Okay you're noticing the tapping as you're tapping now that's basically step two and three tapping noticing it and going to your good place step number one is you want to know the big question is how do i know how do i know something is bothering me how do i know you're in a memory or right now you're feeling some emotion so how do you know the cheat sheet for that to answer it is it's an internal process and it's a combination of things, and everybody does it a little differently. You're feeling something inside. You're picturing something in your mind's eye. You are thinking, which often it involves thinking. You know, you just know something. Like if I'm working with a smoker, they don't always know how they want a cigarette, but they know they want one. Because I use this for cravings all the time. So you notice how you know, just that instinct. Smelling, tasting, or hearing. It's a combination of that. It's not, well, um, my mother-in-law did this to me or did that to me. That's kind of the story around it. How, what, what are you feeling when you hear her telling you that or when you picture her face? You want to go inside. So what's happening when you're noticing that is you are lighting up those neurons in your brain. Those neurons that have fired together, they've wired together, You, you know, they're there. It's, you've gone there over and over again they're lighting up. Then when you start tapping, and usually in a session I will rate it zero is neutral, 10 is the strongest, just so you notice the difference. Then as soon as you know that, start tapping, only noticing your, the feeling of the tapping. So that, now your neurons are going, hey, he's not over here anymore in this problem, let's go over here, we gotta pay attention here. And because you're in your meridian system, your meridian, they're scrambled, those signals get scrambled then you go to your good place and they're like oh this feels so much better over here it begins to move that other stuff away kind of diminish the importance of it when you go back to it it's more like it'll be fuzzy harder to pull up just seems like yeah i remember it but it's just a story and you're diminishing that connection you're diminishing the emotional connection to the story So diminishing the emotional connection Dr. Joe Dispenza Says that a memory without the emotional Charge is called wisdom
0: I gotta think About that (laughs) (laughs) A memory without the Emotional charge is called Wisdom So that sounds like it's a negative emotional Charge
1: A negative emotional charge of course
0: Not a positive emotional
1: charge If you have a a positive memory what we want to do is make that bigger You want to spread that memory out use it as a resource
0: it's very easy to get stuck in those stories exactly those emotions
1: yes um i do want to go back real quick to this when you're holding your wrist Mm -hmm. why you asked me if you hold on to your wrist when you go to your good place and the reason you keep holding on to your wrist is when you're in your good place is Each time you do a round of tapping, because it may not all disappear in one round, you may do a couple rounds of it. You go back, is it the same or different? Eh, it's changed a little bit. Is there still emotional charge there? Go back and do another round of tapping, notice it, tap. But when you're holding your wrist and you're going to your good place, a lot of clients will say, oh, I can just hold my wrist and I'm in my good place. That's another tool. You just got another sub tool out of the main tool. Because anytime you can be in your good place If you're having a moment where you're like Whoa, I don't know what's going on I'm feeling something I don't really enjoy feeling Oh yeah, my good place Oh, that feels so much better
0: And I like that If the negative emotion situation Whatever's going on in your unconscious After you've tapped, let's say, one time If it's diminished but it's not gone You could tap again Exactly, right and you could do it two or three times. You could do it several times throughout the day.
1: Oh, exactly. When people will ask me, clients will ask me, well, how often should I tab? And I'm like, as often as you need to, depending on what's bothering you. Say you every time you talk to someone on the phone, a relative or something, you get kind of worked up. Well, they can't see you on the phone normally. So while you, you're hearing their voice, while you're thinking and feeling it, tap right as you're on the phone with them the sound of their voice (laughs) now in, in Robert's description explanation of how to do this there are you say things I let it go I'm okay to let it go as you're tapping you can do that but I have found often people will get confused like am I saying the right thing am I saying the wrong thing I didn't tap because I was afraid of saying the wrong thing so I tell people don't worry about it. it's the least important part of the process keep it simple keep it simple
0: I definitely think when people, including myself, when, when you're in that intense negative emotion, it it takes something else to jump out of that emotion. Mm-hmm. And with tapping, as you say, if you really just focus on that physical knocking of the points or whatever you right. you know, whatever you're doing, it does help you jump out of that negativity.
1: You're kind of disassociating somewhat from it. And, and people will say to me, oh, it's just a distraction. Well, yes and no. You are actually tapping on a meridian point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is more to it than that. But it is a distraction, and it helps you get out of yourself. Now, when you are mired down, bogged down in something you're experiencing, there are times where i've been going through something it's like i don't want to tap i don't want to do that you know i'm not doing it yet you know and it's like sometimes you have to be ready to go okay i'm done i'm done with this experience I, I don't need to feel this way it's not pleasant
0: you have to be motivated you have to want right to move away from it yeah what good does it do if you're kicking and screaming and going i don't really want to do this yeah yeah but right that doesn't serve well you. we either
1: move away from Pain or we move towards pleasure That mm-hmm. sounds the same, but, but it isn't You're moving towards or away from something
0: Tony, even though we have not really talked about Your being a hypnotist Because we've done that on a previous show You train people
1: I do, I've started a certification course through I'm a trainer through an organization called ICBCH The International Certifying Board of Hypnotherapists There are many different certifying boards But that's the one I'm with and when are you doing your next training? My next training begins on September 22nd, and their registration is open until about the 8th, I believe. There's pre-work to be done before the class starts. It's a 12-week course. You do come out being a certified professional hypnotist.
0: Tony, if someone's interested in doing the training, the 12-week training, to learn how to be a hypnotist, How do they reach you?
1: You can reach me through my main website at indianahypnosisforchange.com. There'll be information there that will lead you to my integrated hypnosis training.
0: And if someone listening would like to see you do the tapping visually, do they just go to your main website and that will lead them to your YouTube channel?
1: Yes, I have something on my YouTube channel and it will be on my website as well, a little short um explanation visual description of the tapping you got a lot going on girl i know know. (laughs) one thing i wanted to add as far as the hypnosis training is not everybody that goes to the training ends up wanting to start a business to be a hypnotist if you already are some sort of a counselor a therapist or there's so much good in the the course as far as learning languaging and things like that so it isn't all about starting a new business but it's about adding more tools and we all need we all need that yes
0: again i want to say that i think this technique the emotionally focused transformation tapping technique is pretty much my favorite tool in my toolbox oh wow and i hope that people listening will explore and there's a good possibility that you'll be doing a zoom course on how to do this that people can sign up for so everybody just needs to keep checking your website
1: right right and you will probably have something about that when it is it probably will be in october a zoom that will be short and sweet and give you all the information you need
0: yeah i love it thank you tony so much for being a part of the show
1: thanks for having me How many medications and supplements have you tried to deal with your anxiety, insomnia, inflammation, or pain? Have you considered hemp-sourced CBD? It
0: is such a powerful and profound way to work on a wide variety of both emotional and physical issues. CBD works on a system in your body that strives to get you in balance.
1: No matter the health challenge, CBD may be your best option. Learn all about it at CBDJubilee.com. Today's show has been sponsored by CBD Jubilee, bringing you health and happiness every day. Thanks for tuning in.